spring training in full swing now with Cactus League games. D-backs in Mesa to take on the A's. Today we're going to be broadcasting live from uh, Salt River Fields on uh, Thursday nice. of this week. Bright and early or dark and early. That's as, good. As it were. Here to talk about D-backs with us, uh, our D-backs insider for ArizonaSports.com. Alex Weiner, for the first time in the 2024 season, joins us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Alex, how Alex. are you? Good morning. Uh, give us the uh, the early vibe of what you're getting from uh, the D-back, the, the feel from the D-backs so far, Alex. Early vibe? Yeah, it's been good. Um, you know, this is a team that's pretty comfortable with each other. And after the run last season, I think, you know, there's been an early theme of, you know, putting it aside, focusing on what's ahead versus, you know, appreciating what, you know, they were able to accomplish last year. So I think, you know, it's early in spring training. There's some, you know, excitement to see everybody and um, to get this thing going and, you know, prove that they can take it a step further. Now, we all, anybody who's covered the game for a while, you you know that pre or spring training only matters so much. Exhibition games only matter so much. What are the important matters of business, items of business for the Diamondbacks to get done this Cactus League season? Get through it without any injuries, I think, is uh, first and foremost on that list. But, um, yeah, you know, they, they also have a few competitions that they're going to be watching out for, and not every spring training outing necessarily is going to determine that. You know, they're going to see a lot more than what's shown at Salt River Fields on the on the field in front of the fans. But, yeah, I think, you know, looking at that fifth starter is going to be interesting. We've already gotten a glimpse of the competition uh, with these first three games. You know, Tommy Henry looks good. Ryan Nelson followed that with a good start, and then played Coney yesterday looked pretty sharp and so i think you're looking for you know areas of growth little differences from the season past but um yeah you know it's 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 early and so there's certainly a lot of like things try to pick apart now but you know as soon as we get you know closer and closer to opening day i think just getting guys healthy and getting more in-game reps is going to be key alex weiner our guest here on the arizona sports line you, you mentioned the fifth starter competition we were discussing earlier the outfield competition with corbin carroll Obviously entrenched, Lourdes Goriel entrenched, Alec Thomas, his late season and postseason uh, performance certainly has him in center field. Then you add Randall Gritchick, you've got Jock Peterson in the outfield DH mix, and Jake McCarthy coming back from injury. What is, I mean, how do you view that shaking out? Uh, and I know it's early when you say that, and a lot of it depends on performance this spring, Alex, but that's a very interesting uh, position uh, to keep an eye on, in my opinion. Yeah, it's very deep. Um, and how many outfielders they choose to keep on the opening day roster is going to be, you know, a decision they have to make. If they keep six, that limits what they can do in the infield a little bit. If they keep five, then does that leave Jake McCarthy on the outside looking in, potentially starting in Reno? So um, those are going to be conversations had throughout spring. As far as, you know, positioning, you know, they have said they, they see it, or at least Tori has said that he sees Alec Thomas um, developing into an everyday type player. You know, Corbin Carroll's going to be in the lineup every day. Lord Escuriel will get mostly at-bats in left field. And then you have, you know, Peterson and Gritchick now joining in. You know, Gritchick is dealing with, you know, he had ankle surgery about a month ago, but it looks like he's going to be available on opening day. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how, you know, they plan on deploying, you know, everybody based on the matchups, but... Um, they have a lot more options, a lot more depth than they did at the, this point last year. All right, Erod, Eduardo Rodriguez, for Diamondbacks fans who maybe aren't familiar with him or haven't seen him, what do you what do you make of his integration, and what do you think he's going to provide as a number three starter here? Yeah, I mean, you know, in, already in the clubhouse, you can kind of see kind of him taking on a leadership role, 
Um, he's, you know, around a lot of younger guys at his locker. He, he wears the number 57, and so a lot of guys with the, the higher numbers are, are right next to him, and he's, you know, pretty much always having conversations with them. I talked to Christian Mena the other day, and, you know, he mentioned, like, working with Erod every day. So I think as a veteran presence, he's definitely adding um, some value there. And then, you know, on the mound, he's coming off of a, a strong season. We'll, we'll see whether he's the number two or the number three. Ultimately, you know, um, it's kind of picking nits as far as where exactly to put him in the rotation. But, um, but yeah, this is this is a guy who has been, you know, professional outscatter for, for years now. He already has familiarity with Torrey and with Mike Hazen. And so, you know, they are making a pretty significant investment in him being, you know, a quality top-end rotation guy for the foreseeable future. Chris, uh, Alex Weiner, our guest here, <laughs> covers uh, the Diamondbacks for us at ArizonaSports.com. I got ahead of myself. I was going to ask you a question about Christian Menick because you yeah. you mentioned him. Uh, comes over in the trade from Chicago. Has been opening eyes early. Young right-hander. What have you seen uh, and uh, and learned about Christian Menick so far early? And and do you think um, you know his trajectory is major leagues this year, Alex? Yeah, I mean, he already made AAA last year, and he's only 21 years old. So um, a quick rise to the ranks in, in Chicago. He's He said he his fastball is harder, and he's feeling a little bit more confident in his command this year, which is going to be big for him um, to limit the walks a little bit. But, you know, he's, he's a guy who has been striking out 10, 11 guys per nine innings in the minor leagues and um, a really good curveball, too. So, yeah, it seems like he's behind a few guys in that competition for the fifth starter, at least right now. But... Um, somebody that they hoped could, you know, work his way into being in the mix for major league innings this season, um, which, you know, he's only 21. He's going to be pretty young to be able to do that. And so it says a lot about his rise. What do you think about the state of the bullpen? Yeah, it's the one area they really didn't touch uh, much this offseason, like at all, but they're returning essentially everybody and, you know, getting Scott McGuff healthy gives them another option. You know, we'll see what, you know, Justin Martinez eventually develops into as the season progresses. So, you know, even beyond the pitchers who, you know, were there uh, in October pitching for them out of the bullpen, they'll have a little bit more depth there already. And you never know with the starting rotation, you know, there could be somebody who doesn't get that fifth spot whom they believe is, you know, the 13th or 12th best pitcher on the roster. And they put him in the bullpen. They, they did that last year with Dre Jamison to start off the season. So, that could be an option as well. So, yeah, it's you know, it seems strange that you know the Diamondbacks haven't really addressed bullpen considering the last few off seasons, but um, they feel that it's it was an area of strength and they were able to kind of focus on other spots of need on the roster and you know they have some depth with some younger guys there too we'll save the uh, biggest topic for last as alex weiner talks diamondbacks baseball with us here on bickley and marotta mornings we had brandon fought on uh, a while back and i asked him about the grumbling about the new uniforms and <laughs> since then we've had the see-through pants uh-huh. uh, whole con- controversy have you been able and brandon was like i don't care i'll wear anything i'm i'm just glad to be in the major leagues i don't want to go back to reno um, uh, have you heard any complaints? It seems like most of the complaining from uh, major leaguers is coming from outside of Arizona. Have you heard anybody complaining? Uh, not a whole lot in this clubhouse, but yeah, obviously it's impossible to ignore it around the league. But um, yeah, I, I think in this clubhouse, I really haven't heard much gripes with how the uniforms feel or the pants. I mean, I, I've seen pictures of the see-through pants on other players but i haven't noticed it on these players so uh, i suppose that's a positive um the lettering is a little smaller but it, it, i don't 
see it as noticeable on these jerseys. Maybe it's because the teal pops so much. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like as far as the uniform controversy, the Dimebacks got off a little bit easier than some of the other teams. It's it's going to be fine until one of the networks has <laughs> uh-huh. to pixelate something on a telecast, uh-huh. and then we're going to have a big...